Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm.
here's a fun fact for you. Out of 5,000 mixed population, they were asked the question, who is the funniest podcaster? And again, it was me. (laughs) You guys are so funny now. You guys are so funny now. (laughs) Thank you, Maria Humphreys, for that extraordinary fun fact. I love the fact that you're contributing. You're making fun facts here. You guys, check out Strong Body, Strong Soul, Maria Humphreys. She is uh, a sorceress, a life coach, a brain massager. She is a wizard. She's most likely from a different planet. She's very creative. And she has a wonderful family. Check out her Instagram sometimes. Team Humphreys. Team Humphreys, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't it sound like a sitcom, the Humphreys? Meet the Humphreys. Who is here? Who is there? Oh, I know it's the Humphreys. Meet the Humphreys. <laughs> that would be great. Meet the Humphreys. That, that would be, yeah, meet the Humphreys. They're going here. They're going there. Where are they going? No one really knows. Meet the Humphreys. They they seem like a happy family, a very good ensemble, teamwork kind of family. As as the, the as the wise folks say, teamwork makes the dream work. Think about any dream, any idea that you had that that you thought was a good idea and someone said yes to it and they added on to it. So the idea, you can tell in crowds, I think we talked about this before, where someone will say something and then someone goes, uh, awkward. You know, they'll sit there in silence and then someone's got to say that. Someone says awkward. And they're pointing out their uncomfortability with either silence or what I think is that they're, they're, they're really actually shaming themselves for dropping the ball on keeping it keeping it up in the air because any idea can be kept up in the air i substitute uh for darren tunder sometimes for these after school improv programs we'll teach the kids improv and you know it's interesting i'm just thinking now before I went up to substitute teach the other one last time, I wrote yes and on my arm. I wrote on my arm. I got in the car and Darren, uh, and I showed him my arm. I go, look at yes and, baby. And he goes, oh, do you have your lesson plan? And I said, I didn't, no, I don't have a lesson plan. He goes, oh, I emailed it to you. And I go, oh, I'll check it. And I looked at my email. He sent it to a different email. And uh, the whole lesson was about yes and, of course. Astounding. I had my Rainbow Moonstone Synchronicity Rock in my pocket. So one of the things he talks a lot about is there are no, not necessarily any bad ideas. They're just unexplored ideas. And that's true in any case. 
you know, that would be interesting is to take any of the ideas that, that people thought were dumb or stupid or that didn't work or, or, you know, you could take a bunch of examples from, let's say, parties where people said particular things and people just kind of let the, let it drop. Well, I'll tell you, if, it, if, if, that was, if that was Monty Python there, they would have made something extraordinary out of that. If it was the uh, whose line is it anyway, guys, they would have made something extraordinary out of it. If it was the, I mean, geez, even the people I went to school with and I was at improv groups with, if you, if you give an idea to them, it's, you just keep exploring it. You keep going deeper into those details and finding more and more things about it. And the funniness, the, the comedic aspect is just, it's a, just a byproduct of the idea of diving deeper into this idea and finding out more about it, going on this big journey, going through this quest. Tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Tell me more, tell me more, what are you all about? Tell me more, tell me more, it's a pig with a snout. Tell me more, tell me more. What kind of sandwich, bum 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 bum, are we having today? Bum 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 bum. Just ask Shaggy and Scooby. Rawr, rawr. <laughs> That's one of the analogies, and I'm sure you've heard me talk about it many occasions. The idea of the Scooby Doo sandwich. Yes, and yes, and yes, and grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it. It'd be interesting to sit in as a fly on a wall in some of these business meetings. I always hear about how soul-crushing the business meetings are. Uh, what, why is that? What is it? If, if business executives really wanted to improve the efficiency imagination, exploration of their business meetings and have them not be this drab thing that people are like, oh no, another meeting. But it becomes this fun thing like a trampoline room. Holy cow, could you imagine? If every meeting started with 10 minutes of just silence, silent meditation, they play a, a Theta Wave 432HZ. Actually, no, that'd be between 5 and 7 hertz. That's right, that's right, that's right. That's what I was reading about. Or no, was it 4 and 5 hertz? 5 and 7 hertz is what the, uh, the, what is it, the brain oscillates at. I think, and it was saying that the earth is like 7.5 or something. I don't know. Something like that. Something like that. So, the idea is that they're just unexplored ideas. Unexplored ideas. And so, you put some people in a room who just want to grow ideas and go, yes, and yes, and yes, and Grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it. It's a wonderful way to break down the ego. It's a wonderful way to treat one another's ideas as if they are the best golden idea that they've ever heard. Man. Growing it, growing it, growing it. The satisfaction that comes from that. So it's just very important to surround yourself with those people in your life who care most about giving you the wing, uh, the wind under the wings. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sometimes we're the kite, sometimes we're the wind. Sometimes we're the, we're the kite creating the wind. Wings need wind. I made a song a while ago called Wings Need Wind. I might have played it on here before, actually. Wings Need Wind. When I find that again, I'll put it back in here so you can hear it. It's the idea of, like, you know, the the kite needs the the, the wind. Parachute needs the wind. The hang glider needs the wind. The squirrel suit, flying squirrel suit needs needs the wind. Who's the first person who had the guts to wear the first flying squirrel suit, human flight suit? Because that's amazing. I mean, that's human flight right there. That's real-life human flight. Gliding. Which reminds me of Brazil, which is what I saw recently. Terry Gilliam film. I'm going down this Terry Gilliam rabbit hole now. Hodorowski, Alejandro, Alejandro Hodorowski. Phenomenal. Going down a rabbit hole, those guys. Zero Theorem, phenomenal. Similar elements to uh, Brazil. I'm going to look back at Dr. Parnassus. Uh, Twelve Monkeys, that's another good one that i got to look at. Time Bandits, Fear and Loathing, of course. Baron Munchausen, oh, that's such a good one. Baron Munchausen. Remember, for one of my birthdays, my dad took me and my, my buddies to see Time Bandits in a theater. So cool. I can't remember if Time Bandits, how late, if Time Bandits came out after Star Wars or before. After, I think, right? But little people, I remember seeing Time Bandits. That was one of the first times I became, well, probably Return of the Jedi, too. Return of the Jedi and Time Bandits. When, of course, Wizard of Oz. How could I forget Wizard of Oz? Little people. Yeah, Terry Gilliam, he really explores down the avenues of the common trappings of, of uh, corporate corporate America, signs and forms, you know, like, oh, sign here, sign this, here's a form you got to fill out, all the paperwork, everybody giving the responsibility up to some other, you know, upper management, they tell us what to do, upper management, you better know, you know, upper management, there's always that aspect And then you get to upper management and you see even upper management doesn't know what they're doing. They're taking orders from someone else. A lot of times they're they're leading with fear, fear tactics. Like in Brazil, you see the 
manager. He's like, Mr. Lowry. Like, he tries to be this very... Kind of reminds me of the mayor in uh, Nightmare, Bef- uh, Before, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a phenomenal depiction of uh, of politicians. You know, he's like, hello, everybody. And then he's like, Jack. You know, he's completely relying on on Jack to help him get through. That's kind of like with Brazil. Um, the management really relies on Lowry to get him out of this mess. Lowry keeps having dreams and sees this dream woman. In his dreams, the only place that offers him solace. And you just see, he just he just falls into circumstance, into circumstance, into circumstance. Things that are tied together, you're going, oh no. Mr. Lowry. And he's, you know, all, he just... thought-provoking films of those guys. That would just be great to put a film festival of thought-provoking cinema. Thought-provoking cinema. You got David Lynch, Hodorowski, Fellini, some Andy Kaufman clips. I would say you'd throw Unchien Andalo in there by Salvador Dali. You gotta. Uh, probably I Heart Huckabees. They would have to go in there. And not just thought-provoking, not just the, you know... I, Well, I'll tell you what it is. Thought-provoking in terms of philosophical curiosity. This like, what, what, what? Head? We'd have to put head in there. Monkey's head. Brazil. Ah, uh, they live. Other philosophical movies that are out there. Maybe even Pie. Memento. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky and Christopher Nolan. I those guys have got to have yeah those films in there. I mean, I know Inception is big time, and Stellar is also Interstellar. Uh, oh, geez, The Fountain. Let's see, oh boy, so many good ones. I got to rewatch The Fountain. I got to rewatch that one. So much good thought provoking. Uh, plus I think episodes of The Prisoner, the old TV show, The Prisoner. More on this later. Thanks for listening.
so anyway, this is this is uh, this morning I made the part where it scrolls through and knows that you're when you're clicking on what part of the map. So there's 12 pages now, but there's gonna be probably more like 40 pages of of maps because oh, they're gonna skip back and forth. Yeah. So it'll you'll have more. Inspirato Projecto. This is your good pal, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Thank you for strapping my head into the doobly doobles and dobbly dobbles. <laughs> this is incredible. There's right now a train documentary on television. I walked in here and David Bowie was watching. This is astounding. Check it out. Behind the driver's cab is an 18-foot-long diesel electric engine. 16 9-inch wide pistons pump out 4,500 horsepower. But the diesel engine doesn't drive the wheels directly. Instead, it spins a shaft inside a massive 7.5-ton generator to produce over 3 million watts of electricity, enough to power 6,000 homes. This flows down into the wheel assemblies to six 2.7-ton electric motors. This thing is so fascinating. They're showing like these crazy computer-generated graphics of this train, these insides of the train. And what's so especially astounding about this is that Tommy posted some story on his Instagram about how he's he's obsessed with trains. He's like, oh my gosh, I go crazy when I see trains. And then I talked with Phil before about it, and he said that he too loves watching trains. And I too. Uh, I'm not obsessed, but I gotta say, I, there's something about, there's something comforting about trains. Something very comforting about them. Look at all these gears and stuff. This is fascinating. 51778. 517. 517. That's, that's, that's synchronicity and infinity. 1 plus 7, that's 8. Eight on the side is infinity. I mean, I've been seeing so many, so many, so many incredible synchronicities throughout throughout the day. It's uh, it's been nuts. It's been crazy. Yeah. So the guy, so the guy that uh, I met uh, with his uh, lady friend in Del Taco with the guys, I gave him a card and I told him that we're playing out there. We're gonna play it out, or I was, or they were like, "Oh, where are you playing next?" We go, "Oh, Alex's bar in Long Beach." And then he goes, "Oh, I live right out there." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's gonna be on the 29th." So, um, I'm like, "How crazy is that? That they just happen to be here, and that they, they are, they live in that area. They know all about that area, and something just drew me to them. And so, I've been giving more and more of those those opportunities, um, their chance to shine." Um, without emotional attachment to it, it's it's a really fun thing. I gotta say, it probably has a lot to do with these gateway experiences that I've been uh, listening to, taking baths and listening to this, and just like they're like 40 minutes, and you just close your eyes, prop your head up, you know, and just just kind of let your body float in there, like a sensory deprivation tank, and just close your eyes. I'll just breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth and I breathe in through my nose out through my mouth breathe in through my nose just over and over and just 
and then uh, sometimes I'd have that my body would, would jerk you know like okay time to go to sleep uh, which is what happens when you're when you're uh, I learned in psychology it's called the nocturnal jerk and you, it's like when you feel that you're stepping off a curb or you're falling or something and you go whoa and you, and you jerk uh, it when that happens it means that you are slowly at close to that point you're about to drift off in a deep sleep you're about it's about to kick it off it's like it's the I don't want to say warning signal but it's like it's letting you know it's like it's 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 like the what do they call it the kill switch or whatever it, it's it's that ping, you know it's like letting you know intruder 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 has bre- uh, breached the border intruder it's like one of those things where you know there's like this invisible lets you know so as soon as ooh, you feel that jolt you go okay do I want to fall asleep right now it's giving you that option it's going do you want to sleep right do you want to fall asleep right now so the nocturnal jerk um, happens right when you're about to go into it and uh, so that's what would happen when I was I was listening to this gateway experience it's on YouTube look up gateway experience and then I think free hypnosis and it yeah, and it was this soothing old older guy's voice and he was just really, really, really interesting. So ever since I've been doing that, things have been syncing up. Things have been syncing up in an alarming rate. It's really interesting. And then I'm uh yeah, of course applying the techniques that I've been learning from Neville Goddard Goddard and uh it's just really cool, really cool, really cool. I'm very happy to see how things are evolving here. Everyone's really happy. We had a great show tonight, and uh, man, it was just—it was just—it was just astounding to be uh, to be part of such such an incredible experience. Um. To take a shower. That's what I'm about to do. But I figure I might as well see you and talk to you a little bit. So things are happening at a Fibonacci rate. When we notice the Fibonacci rate increasing, we encourage it, we trust in it, we give ourselves to it. We say, you're moving, you're grooving. I want to contribute to that good vibe. There's gold, there's, there's golden rule happening. There's cooperation happening. There's reciprocation happening. There is everybody's working together to, to help the, the madness unfurl. And... It's funny, everyone's going full throttle and fully believing. Believing in themselves. So much so that they just trust that their knowledge in their particular chosen investigations and expertises, they trust in it. They trust that it's going to, you know, it's just going to flow through they trust it they trust it's going to flow through when they do that 
Well, now... They trust it to flow through. And now... Um... They trust it to flow through, and now... It's... It's... It's an unfiltered... Imagine like I imagine like a spray, like a hose, like like earlier when I was talking with that guy out there on the golf course, with the hose. Uh, there's this, like imagine like a hose of like good vibes coming through, and if you just open up yourself, it can just and shoot the good vibes and. You don't know exactly where all those little, little droplets go. Maybe the wind carries it off someplace. But each, imagine each of those little tiny micro uh, droplets filled with just this pure, awesome nutrition. And you don't know ever how it's gonna how it's gonna grow. How it's gonna it's gonna take a series of reflections in order for it to grow. Now, what are we gonna keep reflecting at its direction? You know, it's imagining like I, a lot of times I'll use the uh, analogy of of uh, of legend, the movie Legend. I'll use that as an example because I'll use that as an example because uh, jokes, using those inside jokes on stage. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, you never know what's going to happen. You just never know what's going to happen. Allowing for those possibilities. Allowing for that great imagination to make its way through. 
opening up the floodgates and going, yeah, 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 let's do it, let's do it. It becomes this amazing thing. It becomes astounding. All right, we'll talk more about this later. But thank you for hanging out with me on this journey. Uh, that little piece you heard there was from uh, when I was hanging out with Yachtly Crew during our Batten Down the Hatches tour. I still got about an hour and a half of little giblets of that, that that'll be continued to be sprinkled about. Um, but for now, this idea came to me. All I'm gonna do is all I wanna do, and that's all I'm gonna do right now. All I am gonna do, all I'm gonna do is all I wanna do, and that's all I'm gonna do now. All I'm gonna do is all I wanna do, and that's all I'm gonna do now. All I'm gonna do is all I wanna do, and that's all I'm gonna do now. And that's all I'm gonna do now. All I'm gonna do is all I wanna do, and that's all I'm gonna do now. All I wanna do is all I wanna do, and all I wanna do is now. All I wanna do is now. All I'm gonna do is all I wanna do. All I'm gonna do right now. All I'm gonna do is all I wanna do, and that's all I'm gonna do right now. John and I both uh, grew up closer than most brothers probably do. For those of you that don't know, we were both born on the same exact day, just two years apart. A lot of us kind of consider each other a lot more like twins than most brothers. Um, obviously, there's lots of similarities. Do you hear that? This wedding video that I'm editing, these brothers were born on the exact same day, two years apart. Check it out. John and I both uh, grew up closer than most brothers probably do. For those of you that don't know, we were both born on the same exact day, just two years apart. A lot of us kind of consider each other a lot more like twins than most brothers. Obviously, there's lots of similarities. So how crazy is that? How interesting is that, huh? It's like having twins born two years apart. That's really quite fascinating, isn't it? I mean, it would be really interesting to see what would happen if they did like a study with those guys and a study with twins and find out what kind of interesting, what kind of intriguing similarities would line up with them. I gotta say, the guys in the in the uh, in the wedding video, they do, they do look similar. They do look similar. The one guy talking on here um, is taller, but just just get a, get a load of this again. John and I both uh, grew up closer than most brothers probably do. For those of you that don't know, we were both born on the same exact day, just two years apart. A lot of us kind of consider each other a lot more like twins than most brothers. Um, obviously, there's lots of similarities. 
So there you have it, folks. Uh, if you have any stories like this, if you are a twin, if you were a formerly conjoined twin, or if you are currently conjoined twin, if you were born on your brother or sister's birth date or your parents' birth date, I'm very curious to hear what kind of intriguing similarities you share, what kind of insight, what kind of maybe you speak, uh, maybe you like, you know, you got the uh, telepathic, uh, as Bashar would say, tele. Teleempathy, telempathy. You're empathizing with each other. You're able to tune into that same, same frequency. Teleempathy. So, send it to me, please. I'd love to hear about it. If you're on Anchor, you know how to reach me. Just send me a message on Anchor. If you want to send it, uh, email it to me. Email me your audio. Heck, if you if you play in a band, if you do spoken word, if you like to just get soundscapes out there in the world. I've been getting some great ones, and you've got you guys have been hearing it right here on this on this podcast. This is you, folks. This is you sending it to me, and then I play it back for you. <laughs> I mean, I want to share this stuff. I want to share your stuff with people. Send me a haiku, five seven five, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Send me a haiku. Uh, send me your. What are you going to dress up for Halloween as? Are you going to show up? Oh, November 4th, by the way, November 4th, we're having a screening of Bloody Bobby. It's going to be a cross between a costume contest. Uh, there's going to be a DJ. For, uh, so basically, there's going to be some artists there selling their artwork. There's going to be uh, some DJs spinning some haunting music. And then we're going to have the screening of Bloody Bobby. And then afterwards, a uh, costume contest. So costumes are highly encouraged, okay? All of you cosplay folks. You got these astounding costumes. Some of you make these amazing costumes, and the only times you get a chance to show them off is on Halloween. Is at a Halloween party? Is at a, a convention? Utilize this as that opportunity. Some of you podcasters live in the Los Angeles area. I would love to meet you in person. This is a great opportunity for us to meet in person and for you to podcast from it too if you want. This is a perfect opportunity for anyone to podcast from this event. Maybe some of you are just more into listening to podcasts. Um, maybe you don't really make your own podcast, uh, but maybe you like to do videography. Maybe you like to record stuff. That would be awesome. Maybe you like to go live on, on Instagram a lot. Maybe you like to go live on Facebook. Maybe you like to pull out your uh, Periscope and record on there. Bring, bring it with I mean, God, it, yeah, bring it with. It would be awesome to uh, to see you broadcast from there. So, uh, yeah, it'd be great to meet you. Meat Clown Industries is sponsoring it. They're putting the whole thing together, and they asked me if I wanted to screen my, my movie. They sponsored uh, Bloody Bobby. So they, uh, they did our catering, and uh, as a result of doing catering on the set uh, for free, we agreed to have one of the main characters wear a Meat Clown t-shirt. So, this movie, it's like a grindhouse comedy horror film. It's got grit, it's got romance, it's got blood and guts, it's got some comedy, it's got some references to other things that you might rec recognize. 
So we'd love to see you there. Only $5, $5, a whole lot of entertainment. Uh, and you might even get a chance to meet Lumi. Who knows? Lumi and the Wizard of L.A., Reverend Mark, they might show up. You've heard me interview these guys. You've heard me po podcast with these guys. You too can meet them live. I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizard of L.A. brought his, his glowing sticks on stage. How cool would that be? All right, folks, more on this later. And uh, thank you for listening to Inspirado Projecto. The propaganda and agitation drones of the Meeklown Marketing Department have for years uh, led us to believe the notion that Meeklown itself has been ingrained into our genetics ever since a very specific moment in our evolution as a species. Primitive human, fatigued from a hungry day of hunting, finally satiated by a belly of delicious, freshly cooked meat product, begins to act a fool. And the rest is history. The Meat Clown Meat Solution. Not the first, won't be the last. But the reality of it is, you can order anytime from www.meatclownbuttons.bigcartel.com. It's Meat Clown approved. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. So we had a wonderful time today. I'll tell you about it, more of it in a second. It was a stark reminder that even the best technology cannot fully tame this landscape. All that engineers can do is limit the risks. They took that occasion to learn from it and put in the more rigorous procedures. you heard a three-part chorus it's so good I'm gonna have to eat another one three-part harmony so we had on stage today a mermaid Hannah the mermaid is her name she was hired at the event she came up on stage it worked awesomely and then a couple days ago, <laughs> I played Lobster Rock, and there was the the crab and the lobster. These are dreams coming true, coming true, coming true before my very eyes. The surreality, the surreality. It's like becoming the Blue Men Group meets Monty Python of Yacht Rock. That's what's happening right now. It's intriguing. It's so intriguing. 
from our sponsor. It's incredible. I never knew so much about tra uh, about trains. I'm watching it tonight. Oh my gosh, it was fun. Today was great. Pretty sure I didn't record anything embarrassing. It was at Sea Legs, which is interesting because my brother and uh, my sister-in-law, Josh and Monica, had told me. Monica said, you know, she's like, Josh, where's that place? They realized, they whittled it down, they realized it was called Sea Legs, and they were like, you know what, Yachtly Crew needs to play there. And so that seed was in my brain, and then at some point, uh, I ended up going there with Jenny Christian, interesting, and I dropped off the Yachtly Crew card, and even through other ways before that, we heard that uh, the... Sea leg guys, someone told them about us. And so, turns out that, yeah, Philly's friend is the one who got us this gig. Came through this completely unexpected circumstance. I mean, it's, it's incredible the way this is happening for us. I just keep, like, diving more and more into the middle of this thing and realizing just the sheer magnitude of what it has the possibility of becoming. Now, it's what happens if we go like this. What happens if we shut that off? Ooh, interesting. Well, look at my old engine. That's pretty cool. That's very dramatic. I'm standing in the light right now. It's coming from the coming from the bathroom light I'm standing in front of the mirror here I got the uh, beds back there oh this feels good to stretch some interesting lights coming up on this thing I want to experiment with light more behind me is a TV on and it's rattling through the room. Crazy. Uh, I'd love to explore more astounding revelations, but I should probably get to bed. I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. 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 Roadmaster Stefan is still investigating a system alarm Roadmaster Stefan Uh-oh, landslide The system is an emergency You mm. need to He can't risk the train mm. plowing blindly into a potential landslide or his own vehicle mm. The train must be stopped put on regardless your helmet. of cost mm -hmm. 
I just had this idea, a funny idea, for a character named Mermaud. Maybe it's happened. But like an older lady, Mermaud. And, uh... Mermaud. She's an older mermaid that's found by some sailors. It's her first time ever seeing a human, uh, a hu human man, man, or or human. And so. She, she, let's say she's actually like, you know, 7,000 years old. But she only looks 70. That's terrible. 98. So, it's funny, she could be like, she could be like, but, yeah, I'm 7,000, but, look, I'm only 98 in your Earth years. Like, don't sweat it, bub. Like, come on. I'm, I'm young, considering. But she's wrinkly, you know, she's. Being sexy, a siren perhaps tries to lure the sailors. And like, oh, should I do this? She's ninety eight. Um, should I capture her? I mean, what do I do? Do I become her friend? Does she? Of course. Who knows what kind of crazy wisdom this woman might have? Who knows? I'm 7,000, but I'm only 98. So, yeah. Mermod. Mermod. Coming to a theater near you.